0: oh hello folks it is the most wonderful time of the year yes we're 17 days away from christmas i'm absolutely buzzing for it sophia's buzzing for it my little one she's saying santa claus she just gets very excited so it's it's great we're all excited welcome to the Alphorn podcast sponsored by betfred and produced by Feed Ignite. My guest this week, London-based businessman Frank Khalid. He's a massive Chelsea fan. I think a lot of people know that on social media, they're pretty aware of that. Um, but he's also a very successful businessman. And he really did, you know, st- start from the, the ground up to you know build his businesses. Um, he was 16 years old when he started up his first business, the Elbrook Cash and Carry Wholesalers. Um his second business, Chak 89. Um, a very famous restaurant based in in, in London as well, uh, where he's had so many celebrity guests like uh, Lindsay Lohan, Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Amitabh Bachchan, Priyanka Chopra, William, lots of you know very famous football players, and uh, I think one of the most interesting business ventures uh, that Frank has kind of explored in his life is the fact that he owns the West London Film Studios, which was opened in 2014. He actually had Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, uh, Jesse Pinkman himself, do the grand opening. So this is, this is a brilliant story of a very successful guy who is so down to earth, so humble. Um, No airs and graces about him. Just a really lovely guy. He's a co-owner as well in a a bottled water company with Mark Wahlberg and P Diddy. You know, he talks about his business relationship with Mark Wahlberg, which I think is very interesting. And of course, we we talk about Chelsea. Um, It'd be rude not to. He's a massive Chelsea fan. He's um, got great connections with the club. Um, And we do a little Premier League preview. But, um, yeah, this is a fantastic podcast. I think you guys will enjoy the uh, segment at the end where um, the, the photo slash no photo challenge of Frank uh, with footballers because he has been... In, uh, I think he's taken a picture with every footballer on the planet. <laughs> but, listen, I really hope you enjoy this podcast. Frank is a really great guy. Um, and, yeah, have a fantastic week, folks. It's the Foreign Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12. Frank Khalid. Game on. Get £30 in free bets from Betfred when you sign up and stake a tenner. Football, racing, rugby, boxing. Betfred have markets available on all of the biggest matches, races, fights and more. Download the Betfred app from the App Store or Google Play Store or sign up through Betfred.com. Game on. 18 plus BeGambleAware.org, UK and Northern Ireland only. First sports bet of £10 and over in one transaction, settled in 60 days. Odds evens, brackets 2.0 and over. £30 free bet paid within 10 hours of bet settlement, 7-day expiry. Payment restrictions apply. SMS validation may be required. Full terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. I'm so happy to be joined by Frank Khalid entrepreneur businessman chelsea fan just an all round gentleman this is the first time we've met each other kind of i suppose the, the new face-to-face is, is true zoom and uh, we've we've been dming each other for for, for a while now and I, i've kind of followed you i think for the guts of a year now first time i interacted with you i think you were trolling man united or something like that on Twitter. <laughs>
1: It's banter. I you know, I love you know, the, end of the day, I love every I love every club, you know, the end of the day yeah. it's not, not not meant to tweet anything hurtful or anything, it's just joking at the end of the day. A lot of United fans do the same
0: as well. So, you know, I I give just as much as I take as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's I think Frank, a lot of people, you know, we spoke before we started recording, but a lot of people um, know you as this massive they're aware that you're a businessman but they know you on twitter mainly as a massive Chelsea fan Um huge connections to the club uh, but I what I want to know is I want to know about um, the man Frank Khalid himself because it's an incredible story and it's a very it's a very inspiring story for for anyone that kind of wants to um, to make a name for themselves in, in business or in anything um, and I think you just have this from what from what I've read about you, you have this kind of get up and go attitude that's very admirable. You know, I, I read up in your bio that you grew up in London. Uh, you worked in your father's shop, and you kind of, I think you you kind of learned your your business methods. You kind of learned from from working with your father, and you kind of, you know, you you carried that on in the future with with with, with your businesses. But like, what what was it like, kind of growing up in London and and working with your father? Um it was a very difficult time um we're talking about oh god 40
1: years ago where mm. opportunities were not much at the time my father he owned a corner shop and um i used to work, after school i used to come down and fill the shelves up so i learned a lot from my dad and that's what gave that's what inspired me to go and do uh well the same similar sort of business mm. i went into wholesale my father was in retail and um and that's where it started, but obviously, as a kid, I supported Chelsea, loved films, loved all this kind of stuff, and mm. you know i wanted I wanted to do something with those you know something in those line of businesses, something to do with those things that I loved mm. and um obviously later on, I managed to uh, somehow uh, get into those businesses but yeah, it was a difficult uh, time growing up um it wasn't easy, but I learned a lot from my father and um I left school at an early age as well um I didn't study um, at all. I just thought I'll give the same sort of years into my work rather than, uh, than studying, and it's paid off. And um,
0: it's helped me where I, where I am today. I find that very interesting um, about you leaving school from an early age because I hope she doesn't mind me saying it, but my mother left school at quite an early age. And she ended up, she was a hairdresser by trade, she still is, uh, but she ended up you know having two businesses by the age of, I think she was 30, in her early 30s, you know, so I think it is incredible. I know school, I know school is essential, but like sometimes it's great to hear those stories where, you know, they've left school at a young age. They've made a name for themselves. I suppose it's kind of you're using your street smarts to to kind of uh, grow in, in, in in the working world, I suppose. I mean, that's great.
1: I mean, I didn't leave school because I, I wasn't good at it. I mean, I was very good at it. But it's just that mm. opportunity arise that yeah. I could get broad in business quickly. And I just felt at the time that, you know, if, spending, if I start my own business, I would have a great start. And there was mm. opportunity there for me to take, which I did. Yeah. Um, kind of regret it later in life, because obviously going to um, a college or uni would have helped me in so many other ways. But uh, you know, end of the day, I think I've done all right out of it. End of the day, you know, got the businesses, and you're right—you become streetwise. You know how to talk with people. You know, you know, mm-hmm. suddenly having that street streetwise knowledge and everything, you know, it helps you in life as well. Yeah. you know, in everything, every situation.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. And you know, we we kind of come to to Elbrook Cash and Carry, which was kind of the the very beginning of of the the Frank Khalid business empire, you could say. Um, yeah. And you started this business up in 1984. Right. Am I correct that? You were 16. I was 16 at the
1: time, yeah. There was a business um, not too far away where I lived that I had um, just closed down. And there was an opportunity uh, to go in there and buy that business. Uh, I went in there with my uncle. because My uncle was the one uh, sort of partnered with me in the beginning. And uh, we went to the bank, got a loan, and uh, that's where it started, really. And um, I saw an opportunity, I took it, and and that business uh, obviously grew into a very big business. But it took a lot of hard work and effort to do it.
0: Yeah, oh, it did, and and I mean, if you if you look at now, I think everyone around, kind of everyone in, in London is is well aware of the Elbrook Cash and Carry wholesalers it's 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 become so popular obviously through your social media as well with all of the the Chelsea players getting a tour of it as well which is brilliant to see and and that like you obviously you you expanded that business nine years later we
1: opened up in um, Stratford moved to Barking and then we bought another depot in Mitcham. that's where we currently are at the moment and um you know we've done really really well and that's obviously my Chelsea connection um, we're not a million miles away from Cobham, which is Chelsea's yes. training ground, And a lot of the players, they um, often come down here for shopping. And um, and that's where obviously I became friends with a lot of them. So that's, that's the link there with the Chelsea link there.
0: Yeah. And that must be a great thing as well, as a Chelsea fan as well, kind of having all these players come down and, and, and buying from you and, you know, kind of creating a, g- a good relationship with all those players, it must be a great thing. Like, oh, it's an amazing feeling. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, John Terry's been there several times and when he walks in there, obviously, you know, you chat about football and you help them and, you know, become friends. So we've had the likes of David Louise here, William, Calumet Doey comes on a regular basis. It's not just the Chelsea boys. We also have um, uh, Crystal Palace players as well. Patrick Van Handel, he comes here for shopping. So, yeah just been very very lucky to connect with these uh, um, uh, players and uh, yeah. through there obviously they've invited me to the training ground where obviously you get to meet the rest of the players and you become friends with the rest of the players as well so uh, it's amazing for you i'm very fortunate very mm. lucky i mean it you know be, you've you been a fan yourself Man united fan you know when you suddenly ah. in the training ground with these players who you admire, you know, support every mm. week and nice, great, fantastic feeling. And I'm um, just very, very lucky.
0: Yeah. I had Andy Cole on a few weeks ago as well, you know, and, and and that was that I had him on because I had done a couple of gigs in Manchester with him. I, I think about two years ago, over the past two years, I did about two or three gigs with him and I became friendly with him, you know, so i <laughs> I was man, just a was, nervous wreck. What's he reg. like? Was he, liked? was he a nice? I mean, on TV he comes across as a very nice guy. He's a very um, Andy is a lovely, lovely man. Um, very, very reserved, Um, but so, so polite, so friendly, and you know, open to chat about anything really. He, he's he's an absolute gent. He really great is. Great player,
1: by the way. Great play. Always scored past my team. Yeah, yeah, he's regularly <laughs> scored past my team and no he's a great player. I admired pe- him.
0: People forget he's the third highest goal scorer in Premier League history. I think people kind of forget about that.
1: No, you're right. I think I think what's happened now is that obviously in those days, perhaps people didn't I mean a lot of fans have just come along now, haven't they? And started sporting teams. But you and me, we go back way back mm. and um, you know, the nineties and Man United that ninety nine team of Man United was a great team. That was a brilliant team and um you know, um things have changed obviously since then. It's a the different massively uh, different era now, obviously it's all about God, there's so many things that are now coming into it, into football now.
0: Yeah, so well there's so much technicalities with formations yeah. and different systems. I mean, back then, you know, Ferguson played the traditional four four two and and it worked a charm for him, both in Europe and in in, in the domestic league as well. You know, never
1: brilliant manager without spending money as well he did it by himself really yeah you know so no no, that was a great time for Man united um as it is still obviously but obviously
0: you're still trying to find your feet at the moment your team he's like ferguson to i think to all of us especially me because i was i was born in the early 90s um, for many Man United fans like myself, he's like the or, or a second godfather. You know? <laughs> he's that kind of. We 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 kind of view him in that sense as well. You I know, mean, I I listen. I cried when he retired. I'm I'm not afraid to to mention that on the podcast.
1: When Mourinho started for Chelsea, I thought that was a time where sort of Ferguson was sort of losing his powers. But then yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he created that team, didn't he? The Ronaldo, yeah. Tevez, and created another monster, didn't he? That team yeah. was amazing and went on to win the premiership three years running.
0: Yeah. And, the and Champions uh, League. Like,
1: absolutely absolutely no. you've got to give it to him. He was yeah. a great manager.
0: Yeah. And uh, I don't think there'll be anyone come, at, come close to him really, to be honest with you. No, I think it'll be it'll be a very hard um, a very hard feat to replicate his success. Um, but there listen, there's some world class managers out there. Well we we'll, we we'll get into the football later on, I just want to talk oh, as well about your second business. I believe it was your second business, Chak 89. Yeah. Um
1: a, most and K's these days, um, what they tend to do, they have a lot of land on, on the premises, and we had quite mm. a bit of land. And we decided to um it wasn't I mean, we decided to build a banqueting whole stroke restaurant mm. and the uh on the same piece of land that we've got for the and K. A lot of cash and K's are doing that these days and the reason why they're doing it is because obviously daytime is a cash and K, then evening time it becomes a wedding hall stroke restaurant. Yeah. And we did reasonably well with that one. I managed, I was very lucky enough again um to connect with a few Bollywood stars, became my brand ambassadors for, for for the restaurant, and that really helped my business uh flourish. And um as a result, we just we were having all sorts of celebrities come down mm. uh to the restaurant, including the footballers, in fact. Quite a few of the Chelsea players actually come on a regular basis to the restaurant. So, yeah, it was another business. Again, it helped me connect with uh, quite a few people Bollywood stars, footballers, Hollywood stars as well. Hollywood Bolly- stars as well. Um, we've had um, Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad, who's been there. We've had yeah. uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, the list is endless. You really put me on that thing. And also, um, who I said we had down there? Yeah, we've had a lot of people that have come down there.
0: Yeah. Amitabh I'm, I'm Bakan, that's one, he isn't he like, he'd be like the, you could say the the Jack Nicholson of Bollywood. He's just Bollywood royalty. He is. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, we've had,
1: he's, he's obviously my brand ambassador, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we've been very lucky. We've had some, some of the biggest stars. And what's happened is by when you get one in. And they have a good experience, they will go ahead and tell other stars to come down to the restaurant. Yeah, it's word of mouth, which is brilliant. Absolutely. So yeah, without I don't know, I must be very lucky, but yeah, amazing PR I've had just by knowing people, talking Mm. to people, becoming friends with them, and that again, you have to go back to when I was younger that you suddenly have to become streetwise. You know, you have to talk to people rather than these days where people are on computers and everything. And when you communicate with people, then you become friends with them, and you, you know suddenly that's where relationships develop, and that's where you can yeah. suddenly, you know, these people will start coming to you because they trust you and they um, they like you, and uh, that's where business uh, obviously benefits. Yeah,
0: it is. That's that is essentially what what business is all about: connecting with so many people, you know, m- making those connections. It's it's it really is the, I suppose, the the heart of of, of every business, you know definitely um and I just want to come to your third business I mean you're in the the food industry the wholesaler industry and then we come to the film industry now this this is and and I I didn't notice because you mentioned this at the start you were obviously a big fan of film growing up so this must have been a massive dream for you opening up this premises I believe it was opened up in 2005 Sorry, sorry. You, you you bought the premises in two thousand five, and you officially opened it in two thousand fourteen. The West London Film Studios, as you mentioned earlier, earlier, there, Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman himself, officially opened the studios. It I mean, did. that must have been a dream come true for you. Like it, it was
1: amazing. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Originally, I bought the building. It was a film studios before I bought it, and it was. Um, a film studio that closed down because at that mm. time in 2005, the film industry was going for a very hard time. And I bought it as an investment for my banqueting hall that was doing really well, Chuck 89, to put another Chuck 89 there. And what happened around about that time was I I, I put in for planning with, him, uh, with the council at the time and uh, it got refused, hence why it was a big gap between 2005. In two thousand fourteen, mm. um, the recession obviously uh, hit in two thousand eight, so I have sort of struggled with it for a few years, and then all of a sudden, the government brought in tax relief around 2011-2012 and um, that obviously helped the that obviously helped um, the decide uh, to open up as a film studio, and that's when I opened up in two thousand fourteen as a film studio, and never look back actually it's one of the probably mm. one of
0: my it's probably the best business i've got of the free actually if you ask me well it's but, the most it's it's <laughs> you have to you can't argue it's the most exciting business of, i mean if, if you thought you know making you know making connections through the cash and carry and then the restaurant but then like a film studios is a completely different ball game obviously i, really I just have a list of the films here uh, Burnt with Bradley Cooper, which is a fantastic film. Last Christmas, Judy, um, Oscar winning film, Renee Zellweger, Bridget Jones' Baby, The Gentleman, which is an unbelievable film. One of Guy Ritchie's most recent, but I think it's one of his best. And Stan and Ollie, and, and there's many, many more, and pro- obviously more to come. I don't know if you can reveal any exciting new projects that are. Be- I, I know if the film industry is very hush hush. Unfortunately, I can't review
1: anything because one of the the things that obviously uh, happens whenever anyone comes into the film studio is you have to sign a confidentiality form and uh, that's what it is. But I can tell you, I did tell you before we went on air who's in there at the moment and it's very exciting at the moment. But yeah, I mean... Again, it's an amazing business, amazing connections. We've had the likes of Netflix in there, Warner Brothers, mm. um, you name it, Marvel have been in there as well filming. So it, we've wow. had amazing, amazing productions. Um, award-winning uh, Killing Eve um, was also filmed in there. Yes, wow. In the game from a few years ago, that won an Oscar, that was filmed in there. We had the um, Behemoth's Rhapsody. It wasn't filmed there, but the set for the Band-Aid was built at our studios. So wow. just being with that film was amazing. So yeah, the list is endless, and um
0: yeah, it's amazing. It, honestly, it's it's incredible, Frank. That you know, obviously that was your 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 passion growing up was you, one of your passions was film, and I'm the same. I listen. I studied film in college. The reason why I do a lot of these impressions is because I watched too many movies as a kid. You know, <laughs> I I just want to get your thoughts as well, just on on the, the recent news with Warner Brothers announced and i don't know if you heard about it but they announced that they're going to theatrically release all of their big movies next year but it's also they're going to coincide those releases and and release it on the hbo max the streaming service on the same day what's your take on kind of the future of of cinema to be honest with you
1: i'm an old-fashioned guy i love going to the cinema and watching yeah. films in a cinema um unfortunately i I'm not surprised. I, I can see it going that direction. And yeah. the reason why that is, is because it's big money in that, you know, and um, majority of people, I mean, these days youngsters are, are all watching the, you know, things like Netflix and, and yeah, streamlined services. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It is going that direction.
0: You look at the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, my well. kids
1: are watching Netflix all the time.
0: Yeah. And yeah. The, the Mandalorian on Disney plus as well, which is star Wars. And it's, it's huge and it's big budget. I, I think one of, the, one of the things that I'm kind of, I, fear, I, I was talking to, to Alison, my, my fiance, the other day, and one of the things that I kind of feared, I said to her, I said, my God, I don't want to say to Sophia, do you want to see the new Marvel film On Demand? <laughs> That's out on demand. Do you know, like that whole, the magic of going to the cinema, walking in and smelling that butter popcorn. But I suppose we all saw this coming. We just didn't think it was gonna be this soon, I suppose, with I think the lockdown
1: has helped it, hasn't it, really? Because people can't yeah. go to cinema, so they're automatically watching the streamline um services and everything. They're watching that and um I mean I just hope I just hope I hope that cinema does carry on because yeah. I don't think anything, you know, there is no feeling than going to a cinema and yeah. watching the release just sitting
0: there in a cinema, you know, you take your mind
1: away from everything, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you
0: know? I remember going to see um, Avengers Endgame last year in the cinema, and I'd be a huge Marvel fan. My father, crazy Marvel fan, collected comics and all as a kid, so he kind of got us all into that. And I remember, like, I've, I was in, the, I was in the, the, the cinema in the movie theatre, and I remember people cheering at that scene where they all come through the portals, you know, and <laughs> I thought to myself, now I'd never, I'd never experienced anything like that in the cinema before, but I suppose this was such a big event, you know, so it kind of, it's sad to think that we, we might be looking at stuff like that in the next 10, 20 years in our living room.
1: It would be a sad day if that happens. Yeah. It is going that direction. I just hope. I mean, I just hope, uh, I hope it doesn't happen like that. And I hope it's just something. I mean, um, I know you just said Warner Brothers have announced that's what they're going to be doing, which is mm. kind of sad. I was hoping maybe the odd film here and there, yeah. But yeah. what Warner Brothers are doing, then that is a sign of the uh, things to come. But I guess we have to wait until the pandemic is over. Mm. Um, mm. Hopefully it will be within the next six to 12 months. And then we'll really find out exactly where we stand with cinema. Um, yeah. Yeah, At the moment there's a few of them that have closed down in uh, the UK. Obviously, I, I don't know about Ireland, but yeah, it is unfortunately a very tough business at the moment, isn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. Well, look, the studio's got to make money, and that's the that's the main thing. And if they have to do it through on demand, they have to do it. Unfortunately, but that's just the way it yeah. is, I suppose. It is. I want to move away from that as well. And another passion of yours, uh, you ventured into sports management. That's great.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: your agency, Touch Sky Group. That's correct, yeah. So I, because I had so many
1: connections, I thought, why not get involved in football? A friend of mine Absolutely. already owned this agency and he said to me, would I like to be a partner of his? And I said, yeah, sure, I would like uh, to to be involved in football. And i um, been very, very lucky again. Again, i connected with quite a few people and um, also we did some very exciting things. We um, took um, Rodunio to Pakistan. Um, in 2017, wow! It was quite an experience because you can never be sure when you're going into a country like Pakistan about the security. Mm. And to walk with the team out the tunnel I was a bit nervous because you're never sure what's going to happen. But it was an amazing experience, and um, you know, I've just been very, 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 very fortunate in my life to be involved in these kind of things. And
0: yeah, I take cool. it easy, and of course, a player like Ronaldinho, I know the. Like the Pakistan and India are just they are they're starting to become football crazy, and I think that's down to players like Ronaldinho from the mid two thousands, and then into the the tens you have Ronaldo and Messi. It's 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 huge over there now.
1: It's a growing sport, and people are going mad over it. They are starting yeah. themselves. They are starting. I think they're in the process of making a league themselves. So it's only it's only a matter of time. I mean, yeah. As you know, India have got a population of over a billion people. Yeah. there. you know, Pakistan, I think, you've got three hundred and something million people. So, you know, at the end of the day, if they take up a sport like football, there's going to be some stars that are going to come out of that country. And, yeah. um, you know, you just never know. I mean, um, it'd be great you know, to see
0: it, wouldn't it? It'd be fantastic to see kind of football expanded out into into Asia as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, look at the African countries now. I mean, God, yeah. they're producing amazing footballers, but if you go back 30, 40 years, there wasn't many, was there? No. So all of a sudden, you know, that's what happens when you suddenly introduce football to parts of the uh, parts of the world that are not used to it. And yeah. um, and that's what I was trying to do actually. That's the reason why I took Ronaldinho down there was to introduce football to Pakistan. I was there before, but to actually see someone like um a world superstar like Ronaldinho in Pakistan. You know, it was amazing for the people there, mm. and um, I'm very, very happy to be part of that. And um, it's amazing, mate, Frank. Brilliant.
0: Thank absolutely. you, absolutely. And then another, another business. <laughs> this guy's just full of this guy's just full of businesses. I, right? Aquahydrate, and you have two uh, very famous business partners and and good friends of yours, um, Mark Wahlberg and P. Diddy. In That's Boston. correct. This is it. Mar- a performance-enhanced kind of water, to twice the amount of electrolytes. I've I've looked into it. That's correct. Yeah. Hell happened... you Frank. You've got to send me some, right? You got to send me some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Will do. I um was very lucky again. Um, for a friend of mine who knew I was involved in so many businesses, he contacted me. It was actually very close to Mark Wahlberg, and he says, "Are you free to meet Mark Wahlberg?" Would Anyone say no to that? <laughs> so I actually met him on a set in um, where was it? R- Rickmansworth. It was he was filming something in the uh, in um, in Rickmansworth, and uh, I went down there, met him on set, and his first thing he said to me, he said, "Frank, I've heard a lot of things about you," which was I just hope they were good things and not bad things. But yeah, he was very impressed by what I did, and really, what he wanted was he wanted someone to work with in the UK with his water, and he didn't want to give it to the likes of coca or anyone like that. He wanted Mm. an independent person that would put his passion behind it, push it, and really get it out there. And um, and that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. And we've become very close, Mark Wahlberg and me. And, um, Mm. you know, whenever he's in the UK, obviously he's not been for a few years. But, yeah, he gives me a call and I go down and visit and we talk about other things that we can do in the future as Mm. well. Uh, PDD. He's okay as well, but I've not really met him. I've mm. spoken to him a few times on the phone, but not met him face to face. But with Mark Wahlberg, it's it's much more closer relationship with him, who is a really nice guy. The only yeah. problem I have with him is he's a Tottenham fan. Unfortunately. <laughs>
0: I did try convincing to be a Chelsea fan, but I don't think he's he's ready to do make that <laughs> change yet. I, I have two very funny stories of Mark Wahlberg, um, and it's take it it kind of they took place two separate premieres one for his daddy's home one and daddy's home two i used to work for joe.co.uk when i started off and they they wanted me to do the red carpet interview and and i remember it was him and will ferrell were over in dublin Uh, it was christmas just just close to christmas 2015 and i remember i had to interview will ferrell and i was told to do the mark Wahlberg to will ferrell and I remember Will Farrell just looking at me for maybe five seconds after I did the impression. And he said, that's the worst Mark Wahlberg impersonation <laughs> I've ever heard. And he just walked away. <laughs> yeah. And then the press officer came up to me, he goes, you cannot do that impression to Mark Wahlberg whatsoever. No way. I said, well, look, can I, I think it was Conor McGregor was fighting. That weekend against Jose Aldo when he knocked him out in the 14 seconds. She said, no, no, Conor McGregor, no, no impressions. So I said, okay. I said, it's just my, you know, my boss has told me to do impressions and not interview people. So I had to talk to Mark normally, which was fine. He was, he was, he was lovely. But I, I remember Will Farrell saying that to me and it broke my bloody heart because yeah. I, I, I that's, that's a comedy hero of mine. I still think he's hilarious. But then fast forward two years later, they have the second one. And the premier is in Ireland again. And uh, Allison, uh, decided to scream at Mark Wahlberg when he was coming in. Mark, Mark, my boyfriend does a brilliant impression of you. And it got his attention. He goes, oh, really? <laughs> he called me over. He goes, all right, I want to hear this. Let, let me record it on my phone. And he started recording on his phone. I did the impression. And I was... I was shitting myself to be honest with you. I was oh stop, Frank. Did the impression and he goes, Oh, that was good. And he says, I'll post he said he said before I did the impression, yeah, I'll I'll post it online. He never posted it online. <laughs> but you know what? So nice of him to do that. No, he's a nice Get his guy phone out and start recording me doing an impression of him. Like that's no, he's you know. a diamond guy. He's a diamond
1: guy, one of the nicest guys you can meet. And he reminds yeah. me a lot of um. Shah Rukh Khan, the Bollywood actor, Mm. where when you meet these guys, they are very, very nice guys. I think they understand that being nice with people, you know, it helps their popularity, but at the same time, just generally being nice. You know, good things happen to good people, don't they, really?
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and if you're nice to people, then automatically everything else around you becomes nice. And with me, I mean, every time I've met him, he's always, courteous. he always says hello, hi, Mm. always does everything. He recorded a few messages for my um, daughter's wedding um, last year,
0: and you know, he's a diamond guy, absolutely, ah, yeah. uh, and, so, and and unbelievable, because uh, you, you you probably you probably bounce off him so well because the, he he has such a great work ethic and you're the same, and that's you know, it's it's a, it it clicks, you know, when when it does. people like that. I want to talk about obviously. Let's go into Chelsea. Let's talk about Chelsea, Um because you know i wanted everyone to know frank Khalid as you know he is a very successful businessman you know he's he's not just a businessman that's on twitter bantering people because he's a chelsea fan <laughs> so no we'll talk about chelsea um i honestly think frank lampard's doing a very good job i think he's um i i think he might he could do a bit better in the in the bigger games but like you know what i mean like as it stands, I think he's doing fantastic. Um He's brought in some unbelievable signings as well—the Havertz um, and Werner and Thiago Silva as well, which I thought was, you know, what a brilliant signing at 36. What's your prediction for the season and how how have you kind of judged it so far? I've been very pleased with Frank Lampard. It wasn't easy last season.
1: We had the transfer ban. We lost Eden Hazard. Um, we had injuries and somehow or another he managed to get us in the top four, which was a great, you know, a great thing that he achieved and also at the same time got us to a cup final as well. Um, this season obviously he's at the backing of, these, uh, of the owner, who's, um, who's obviously backed him with, uh, with the transfer activities. Um, he had a shaky start, but he's now getting it together. um, I think he's done the right thing by concentrating on that defense because we were leaking goals, and as you know, you know if your defense leaks goals it, it makes it very hard to get the results that you want yeah um he's starting to get things together. You're absolutely right. the bigger games at the moment he hasn't quite got it right, but I just think it's a matter of time you know mm. that you'll get that right as well. He just needs to be a bit more positive. I think end of the day. The one thing we talked about was Alex Ferguson and he was brave and he used to go in it, attack minded, didn't matter who it was, your position. And I think that's something he needs to do as well. He's a bit more brave. Mm. I thought against Tottenham, he was a bit, obviously, you know, Mourinho is going to be very, very negative tactics and he's going to defend. Just thought he could have been a bit more positive um, mm. than last week. And I just felt that he could have brought on subs a bit quicker than he actually did. And um but yeah, I'm positive. I think that we'll do well this season. Now, whether we win a trophy, that remains to be seen. But I think it's in the right path. I think um if he carries on the way he is, I think we'll be there near you know, near about to a trophy. Hopefully we'll get what some, you know, something at the end of yeah. the day, but we just don't know. Um, the thing that I think helps us <clears throat> probably more than anyone else is the fact we've got a large squad and with the games coming thick and fast, there's um you know, we've probably got one of the strongest squad in the Premiership, and um, you yeah. know, you've got look at Liverpool, we're struggling with injuries at the moment, we're struggling, and you've got other teams as well struggling, as far mm. as numbers and injuries, so we've, it just it's a time to capitalise. It should it be, mm. I mean, it should be, but it's tight there at the moment, I don't want to predict anything at the moment, mm. but the way he's going, we'll be, you know, we'll be close to the top there, hopefully, I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that, if the result, you know, if the results go our way, if we can win a few of these bigger games, then you know that would be the difference. But yeah, I'm I'm very pleased at the moment. Yeah.
0: How about yourself with
1: Man United, what do you think of Man United this season? Yeah, I, I,
0: and I, and I it kind of I think there's there's a there's a, a lot of similarities with the two Sol, and Lampard, in in um, I mean the United Chelsea game in Old Trafford. I've I've just I hated that game so much. From, from from both sides. Just okay. negative tactics from both sides. And these are two young managers as well. So they should kind of be, they should be brave and they should be, they should be going for it. I think Solchar was very safe in his team selection. Uh, I think Lampard wasn't actually. Lampard chose a very, he had the, that three up front, Pulisic, um, Werner and Havertz. Uh, but Solchar went with James and Mata on the wings, which I think is, you know, at best you need to play those like a love one, Mata. I, I really, and, and I'm sure you do as well. He's appreciated at Chelsea. Great player. I never could understand why we sold him in the first place. It was
1: Mourinho who made that decision. Mm. He was our player of the year for two seasons running. <clears throat> two seasons running. He played a very important part in our um, Champions League winning season. And um, it broke my heart when we sold him, to be honest with you. And yeah. um, the reason what we got given at the time was because he, wasn't defending as well as the other players and I just it was disappointing that Maria yeah. did that at the time it was Maria's decision
0: he opted for Oscar over him didn't he in in the game, in a lot of the games he, he did and I you know I love Oscar as well so to be mm. fair you
1: know was a bit I don't want to say anything about Oscar but Matta I didn't think he was the right player it was, it was a so. wrong decision to sell him at the time
0: yeah,
1: I, yeah. what do you think at Man
0: United do you think he's been given a fair chance Soldier, um, I should keep my mouth shut on Twitter, to be honest with you, Frank, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> because, because um, it was very frustrating a few weeks ago when he lost against Istanbul and he lost against it was Arsenal and, and Istanbul. So frustrating, you know and then they go and get a result against everton it's just inconsistent. it's it's it and everyone is saying it. it's one step forward three steps back every single game um and then psg on wednesday night i could have won I I listened I had argu- had arguments with my cousin. my cousin is 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 backing olé and i'm i'm listen i want olé to succeed and i'm backing him and i'm not one of these fans on twitter that is like calling for his head and and, and hoping that we lose a game in order for us to bring in a Pochettino or an Allegri. I want him to succeed, but it is very frustrating when he, he didn't make that change when he didn't take Fred off. He should have taken him off in the 55th, 60th minute, you know, brought on, there was, there was choices there. There was Van de Beek, there was Pogba, there was Matic to, you you could bring on, you know, and um, he didn't go for that. And I know how vital Fred is to the team. Um. A frustrating game to watch because we we we, we battered them from 20, from the twentieth minute to the seventieth minute. Uh, should have been three one four one, and with all of our chances, Marshall was very wasteful with his chances, and I, he he's a concern as well because every time we bring in a prolific striker, he just it seems as if his um, his mentality completely drops. It goes out the window. His confidence is gone, which that's that's a concern, you know he wants to be the main man but like he just can't seem to handle the the pressure when a cavani or a Lukaku or an ibrahimovic comes in which is um evidence of the last few seasons so yeah i think i think solskjaer there's something there there's there's, there's a project there and um, not a lot of people can see it but i can see something there i can but, see that it's, like we've played the best football we've played since ferguson 100% but we just need to see it consistently, and we need to see a consistent formation. We can't. We have to stop changing it to three four two, to four two four two three one, to the four four two diamond. He's played three different formations this season, Frank. You don't know. What, I don't know what he's going to go with today against West Ham. This released Lampard. after the West Ham game, so we don't. Know. We'll find out then. Pardon. I mean, for Lampard. I, I think he was very
1: similar as well, where he kept on changing the formation. I mean, last mm. few games, he's kept the same formation. So it's worked out all right. But yeah, I think if you, if you keep on chopping and changing um, the players, keep on chopping and changing the formation, then players are not going to settle, are they? You know, it is down to the manager. And he needs to find a system that suits the players and stick with it. Change it when it comes to certain tactics. If you have to change it, change it. But you know, stick with the same tactics, stick with the same team. Yeah that's,
0: and that's, and that proves, you know, that proves that. F- find, find the system and, and let it work, you know? 100%. Yeah, I agree um, with you. I, I just want to as well, I I have here in the, in the, the Chelsea section here, Um, I had Rory Jennings on a few weeks ago. I don't know if you're aware Rory. He's, um Rory, no, no. Rory's an actor and he's a big Chelsea fan. And he, he has a YouTube channel like you. You've set up a YouTube channel for, yeah. The, uh, reacting to the football results, and uh, he's he's another an absolute gent, Rory. I've I've I met him on a few occasions, and just a really good guy. Um, but I asked him what was his all-time Chelsea starting eleven. Can you can you okay. name can you name your can you name yours pretty quickly? I <laughs> uh, I'll do as quick as I possibly can No, 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 I'm not, I'm not I'm not putting you under pressure. You take your time
1: with it. No problem. So we can go Peter Check. Obviously, because yeah. obviously, for his heroics in the 2012 Champions League final and the trophies he's won. Um, and my left-back would be Ashley Cole. End of the day, he was the best left-back that there ever was in the English game. Um, right-back, that's a hard one now. Who would I have as my right-back? I think it would be Branislav Ivanovic. Yeah. Um, I think just because he never let us down, was always there. And he was very important, played a very important part in that uh, Champions League win as well. Mm. Um, Central defence, well, you have to have John Terry there, the legend. Um, and then who would be next to him? That's a good one. Who would I have next to him? Yeah. Um, uh, trying to think about it. I think I'll, I'll put um, Gary Cahill there. Okay. Uh, um, Ricardo Cagliari Ricard was a good one. but uh, yeah. I don't know, Cahill, Cahill has been there since. He's won a lot for us, and Cavalier also won a lot. I mean, it's hard between those two.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I you look know. at it, Cahill, Cahill became the captain. and Didn't he lift he did. he the trophy as, as Chelsea captain? So. And he played a very important
1: part in the Champions League final. He yeah. was there as well, so I'll give it to him. Uh, now you're talking about central defence. Well, you got to put Nogalo Canty in there. Now, this is very hard.
0: And I just mentioned as well, Kante was at your daughter's wedding. He was, yeah. He's another very close friend of mine. And um, again, um,
1: through Sky Group, I was very lucky enough to meet him. And we just hit it off. Uh, He just came to the restaurant and um, we became friends. Um, Funny enough, I just met him in 2017. And a few months later, I ended up being in hospital. I had a heart attack. Yes. And... One of the people that came to see me was Nagala County, which was a nice, really nice thing for him to do. Oh, and he, there a few times. he came down, spent time with me and uh, we've been friends ever since. And he came to my daughter's wedding, which was last mm-hmm. year, which was amazing. So, sorry, yeah.
0: sorry to interrupt your your, your all time 11, but yeah, I, I, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that, but I, I did see that Mark Wahlberg as well sent you a lovely video. Wishing you luck. You, you had a triple bypass. I did. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: um, I think, end of the day, I think having so many businesses, it, it, you don't have to have bad stress. You can have good stress as well, but mm. when you have so much on your plate, and so much in your mind, and perhaps a bad diet as well at, to add to it, you know, then suddenly that suddenly, I was, I'm also diabetic as well, which doesn't help, uh, you know, mm. it resulted in a heart attack in 2018. Mm. Um, I didn't really feel it that much, but I just went to the hospital and they told me that I had a, a heart attack and then I ended up having a triple bypass. And yeah. from that moment on, I sort of, i sort of changed things in my life. I try to make, you know, try and take things a little bit more easier, mm. trying to cut down on the business that I do. Yeah, yeah. I just try and be a positive person. I think by being positive, I think that helps a lot. Yeah. You know, speaking to people, talking to people, you know, just being happy. I think that's the main thing in a day.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it is and is. It's, it's stress is just so common in, in, in everything, you know. And it's 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 a, I, it's, you know, it's a bastard. I really just don't like stress, and I get stressed as well. And I need to watch. I I actually have a pacemaker, as well. So, yeah, I was I was born with congenital heart block. I this, Sorry, no, I don't. Oh, no, I don't really make a big deal out of it, and my and my mother doesn't either. I can't be a fireman. I can't be a policeman. I can't play rugby. I can't play contact sports. Do you know what I mean? Um, I but it's it's there, and it kind of it's funny. It works on a ten-year battery, so I get a battery change every ten years. But like, it's amazing how far the the surgery. I I don't know how how your bypass how that surgery was, but the technology that they have now is amazing. Nice. I'm in and out for I'm in and out the same day. I go in and then I'm I'm gone. It's it's keyhole, and you know it's
1: it was a successful surgery and it was amazing what they did um to be honest with you i didn't want to know what they did because obviously yeah, they, when they yeah. came and told me the last thing i wanted to do was watch videos of it and yeah. um you know they, they did it and uh, did a really good job of it i mean they always come and tell you there's always that 0.5 chance that something can go wrong and it is worrying for the family and for yourself but yeah so you know, it is life at the end of the day and um just Be positive, I think. If your mind is positive and everything's positive, then you tend to find
0: things turn out positive as well. Yeah, well, um, Frank, yeah. I, I, I have to say, I, I have, to, I and many, many other people are very thankful and happy that you're here with us and Thank you're you. happy. And that's 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 the main thing, pal. 100%. Uh,
1: now, you give me one little stress to name this 11th
0: team, which I'm struggling with <laughs> <I'm, I'm laughs> at the moment. I'm still keeping the back for, yeah. You have
1: to put Frank Lampard in there as well, yeah. Um. I'm going to go for four four two. I think. Okay, so I'll have two wingers then. Um, my mind has gone completely blank now. Um, so we've got Frank Lampard and Nagano Cant in the middle. I would have put Machileli there, but I've got Nagano is who's a friend of mine, so I've got to put him there. Yeah. So who my wingers? And he won player of the year, didn't he? He won player of the year, yeah. That's a
0: Chelsea player, so. Absolutely. You know. So
1: Ed, Eden Hazard would be one of my wingers. Yeah. So he would be there. Who would be the other winger? I tell you one winger I really did love, and that was a Robin. He no was only there for two and a half seasons or pre-seasons, but he did yeah. amazing when he first came. He had a great impact, and I was really impressed by what he did. So he would be my other winger. So at least two up front. You got to put drugs up up there. Didier Drogba is obviously going to be there.
0: Yeah.
1: Who would be the other striker with him? Costa. You know, I've got to give it to Diego Costa. Yeah, you're right. I
0: think right. Zola, Zola, Zola. Oh, Gianfranco! <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: you are, this is where stress comes from. This is what you're doing to me. Thank you. Sorry, mate. Positive throughout this whole interview, and now you're stressing me. <laughs> let's, let's give it to Zola then. I have to give it to someone yeah. because the '90 team was a great team as well. I've, I missed everyone out from the '90s as well.
0: And I think a partnership with Zola and Drogba would work better than Costa and Drogba. Costa and Drogba are the the exact same kind of player as well. You know? You're right. Let's put Zalu in there instead of Costa. You're right. (laughs) Brilliant. Look, Frank, I I, I want to just one last thing. And you're known as as the man with photos of virtually every footballer in the world on Twitter. So I decided to do a little challenge for this. I obviously do impressions, so when I do this impression of of this football character, I want you to either say photo or no photo. No problem. Okay? No problem. Oh, I, I, and I'll name them. I'll name them. If 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 you can't get them, so no, don't name them. Just
1: because I hear most of their voices anyway. Yeah. So, you know,
0: okay. Do. Well, we'll start. We'll start. Yeah. Of course. Obviously, Harry uh, Kane here. I just want to say uh, thanks for fantastic. No interview. photo. Okay. OK, OK, that's very disappointing. OK, we're off, off to a bad start. I'm sure we'll get better. Of course, uh, Ole soul shot here, want to see. photo. Photo. Uh, and when was that, Frank? A couple of occasions. I
1: took one with him in Rome when um, I was invited by Budweiser, of all people, for a Champions League game against Roma. Fantastic. So I met him in the Rome sta- Roma Stadium. And one recently, um, a couple of years ago, I was invited to the UNICEF, Man United UNICEF um,
0: dinner. And he was walking around. I thought, hey, let's have a photo with you. Okay. I I want to do Jose. I know you have plenty of photos with me, Frank. I know so. Absolutely. Uh, Jose,
1: I I got a a photo. Uh, I took a a photo with Jose in 2017 when he was your manager. Again, I was invited by uh, uh, Man United to a UNICEF dinner.
0: I Um, think. Great photo, Frank. Fantastic photo. photo. You know, I want to do Roy Keane as well. You know, have you got a photo with him yet? No photo. You know, you're, no not, political you're political. probably better off, Frank. You know, probably I've never better. met him either. <laughs> I Never met him, unfortunately. Uh, Listen, Frank, real firm there. I just want to say, you know, fantastic I'm photo. Of course, you know, everybody's got a photo with Rio. I mean, I did the impression in front of Rio as well. <laughs> did he like it? Did he like it? What did he say? Was he oh, he loved it. He loved it. <laughs> which was great. And, you know, of course, you know, you met David Beckham as well. You, you know, you mentioned that. That's That's, that was brilliant. You know, you can't turn down a photo with David Beckham. That's uh, well, yeah. You know, Frank, is, well, I, I want to go into Harry Rednep as well. You know, Frank, fantastic. No photo, oh, no, no photo. Oh, no. my God. I can't believe it. I don't believe it. Well, you know, these things happen. i do so, Alex, as well. You know, Frank, thank you for the compliments, Harry Lauren. Absolutely brilliant. Great compliments. Photo, I met him. Ferguson. Oh, I tell you, you're looking, yeah, absolutely.
1: I met him at the same same place where I met uh, Oli Gunas- uh, at the Roma Stadium. And um, it was a brief couple of seconds handshake with him. He was already upset with the person before we took a photo with him. Um, it was, I think the guy had a, a book, Alex Ferguson book, but it wasn't, it wasn't his book. It was someone that had wrote on his behalf and he oh. refused to sign it. So I was in a bad mood. So oh. I sort of took a photo
0: with him. Sort of <laughs> sideways, not a proper photo. <laughs> I didn't want to ask. in a bad mood. And um, I think we did one last one. Uh, one of my favourite football impressions. I uh, lured Van Gaal to say <laughs> to you, Frank. Oh, how was Boto. that?
1: One of the nicest guys you could ever meet. I honestly, I loved him. He was a character. Um, he actually came over to me because the guy didn't take a photo properly. And uh, and suddenly he turned his back and my guy said, sorry, I messed up. He turned back and said, no problem. As many as you want. He was one of the nicest guys you can ever meet. And um mm. I actually quite liked him as your manager. It's just a shame that he obviously got the sack. But um, it was a shame. But we all have to blame Ed Woodward for that. Disgraceful. Met, thing. By the way, I met him as well. Photo with him as well. He's a nice guy as well.
0: By the way, <laughs> is he? <laughs> He's one of the nicest guys. <laughs> you tell him to buy, to bring in more transfers, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> honestly, thank you so much for coming on, <laughs> and and I really appreciate you telling your story about Frank, you know, Frank Khalid, the entrepreneur, the, the businessman. And, you, um, you know, you're, you, you come across as such a lovely guy on social mm. media. And so, you know, just lovely and, and humble um, on this as well. And it's, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. And I like hope people really enjoy this. And, 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 and the, the beauty of it is you're, you're a big football fan and we're, we're all football fans. Um, and a bit of banter is great on Twitter, we all enjoy that, you know. Um, I agree. Yeah, honestly, thank you so much for coming on, man. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully when this is all over, back to normality, we can we can meet up and- um, I hope so. Have a, have a few more impressions, have a bit of fun.
1: Definitely, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just having a laugh, having a sm- you know, that's yeah. pretty positive.
0: Thank you so much, Al. Thank you so much. Pleasure, thanks, Frank. Build your own unique bets and get the odds instantly with Betfred's Pick Your Punt Builder. Corners, cards, goalscorer and more. They've got them all. Download the Betfred app to build your own unique bets with instant odds. 18 plus bgambleaware.org. Singles only. Pick Your Punt Builder is available on selected matches at Betfred's discretion. Visit betfred.com promotions for more information and for full terms and conditions.